inviting you to another Inspire podcast from Ziegler.com. Today, we will be talking to all of you out there who make your living in the world of selling. Too often, salespeople have a bad reputation of being less than professional. However, Zig knows that those who make a long-time career in sales are people with integrity and creativity and a genuine concern for others. He also knows that too often you salespeople are not encouraged. So sit back and listen as Zig shares with us the great things about being a salesperson. I would like to begin in a somewhat unusual manner. Let me encourage you to leave the sales profession if you can. Yes, you heard it right. I'm encouraging you to quit selling if you can. Those last three words are the most important words you can deal with at this point in your sales career. If you can. Those who get into sales because they might make a little more money or might even help other people are short-termers. You need to get into selling because your heart and your head won't allow you to do anything else. Warning, in sales you will on occasion be treated rudely. People might even slam doors in your face. They will hang up on you for no obvious reasons. Some will avoid you at social gatherings. Your family and maybe even you will question your sanity. You will see people whispering and know they're talking about you and your new profession. People in restaurants will laugh and you will be sure they're discussing your last presentation. (laughs) But as my friend and humorist and speaker, Dr. Charles Jarvis says, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. Yes, paranoia can be a side effect of the sales profession. If you will permit an observation from someone who has been a new salesperson and who has hired and trained countless numbers of salespeople, poorly informed and ill-prepared salespeople are the rule rather than the exception. Poor information and poor preparation may have always been the case and this may never change. But there are a few things you can do to minimize the shock. First, realize that the majority of highly paid veterans in sales are in any field or hard workers. Look around and interview the top performers. Ask them specifically about their work ethic. You'll discover the best paying hard work in the world is selling and the poorest paying easy work in the world is selling. Second, Remember, if you apply yourself to the job and absorb the training that is offered, your productivity will go up and your stress and fatigue level will go down. In your early days, you may be overwhelmed with the amount of time required for the job and the number of details you must manage. I recommend that you adopt a time management and productivity system along with the training required to understand and use the system. Third, work to stay current with the all-important, ever-changing areas of product knowledge and communication skills. Understanding your product and knowing how to communicate that knowledge gives a great sense of security in any selling situation. You will want to constantly study the product and any improvements made to the product. 
Some product lines are so large and complex, you will need to study daily to keep up to speed. This is the information age. So take full advantage of your communication technology to stay ahead of the competition. As you enter professional sales, whether this is your first experience or you are rededicating yourself to a new level of professionalism, you must stop to realize that being a sales professional is a daily task. As a matter of fact, let me encourage you to make the first entry on your to-do list this. Today, I will be a successful sales professional and I will learn something today which will make me even more professional tomorrow. If you will begin each day with this commitment to our great profession, there are many benefits that await you. Best of all, this procedure helps you make certain your tomorrows are better than your yesterdays. One of the many great things about our profession is the fact that you are truly your own boss. You're in business, as the saying goes, for yourself, but not by yourself. When you stand in front of the mirror each morning, you can look yourself right in the eye and say, My goodness, you're such a nice, efficient, effective, hardworking, and professional person. You deserve a raise. And the board just met. I might add that the raise will become effective as soon as you do. With the possible exceptions of medicine and the ministry, no one is in as good a position to solve problems as you, the professional persuader. There is virtually nothing on earth that brings as much personal satisfaction and gratification as being able to empower another human being to become more efficient, effective, and successful because of the goods, products, or services which you have to offer. The successful salesperson is also an excellent manager. He and she has to manage time, territory, personal habits, and life in general. The better he and she manage their lives, the better they will be able to manage their business. Now, if I haven't sold you on the concept that selling is a magnificently rewarding, exciting, and demanding career, and not a stopgap job until something better comes along, and you honestly believe you can live without selling, be about it. And if you can't imagine living without enjoying all the benefits our great profession offers, congratulations. You just joined the profession which has the power to impact and empower our society in a way that many other professions cannot. Few who join the proud profession of selling avoid the anxious feelings that accompany the sales call. Actually, 84% of all salespeople have call reluctance to some degree. That's tragic because in 1986, salespeople struggling with call reluctance averaged $40,000 in commissions per year, while those who had overcome the problem averaged over $200,000. Despite the fact that both groups were essentially equal in talent, ability, motivation, intelligence, preparation, and experience. To add insult to injury, the call-reluctant group had invested far more time and money in learning what to do. They were just emotionally unable to allow themselves to apply what they knew. 
the good news is that you can join the group of achievers who overcame call reluctance by using the feelings of anxiety to work for you instead of against you. As my friends in the outstanding speaking organization, Toastmasters International, are fond of saying, you'll not get rid of the butterflies, but you can get them flying in formation. As a matter of fact, if you feel no anxiety in making the sales call, your chances of success will be greatly diminished. When healthy and functioning properly, the human body is equipped with a remarkable system that provides every chemical necessary to be successful in life. The anxiety we feel when making the sales call is simply a biological response to a stressful situation. High self-esteem and a good self-image are important because a salesperson with these qualities will always consider himself or herself to be self-employed and act accordingly. The person with high self-esteem loves to sell and is eager to get face-to-face with a prospect anxious to become an assistant buyer and deeply concerned about customer satisfaction because aiming to please is not enough in today's market. When you hit the target in satisfying customers, your self-concept grows even more, which makes you even more effective, which gives you even more self-esteem, which, well, I think you get the idea. You can begin to make anxiety work for you instead of against you by focusing on the one factor you can control, you. Accept responsibility for building confidence and self-esteem, and you've taken the first step in overcoming call reluctance. The second step in alleviating anxiety is understanding that selling is a transference of feeling. After learning to focus on you so that you may improve your self-concept in a positive manner, the most successful sales professional makes sales calls with a prospect as the center of their focus. Successful sales professionals make the sales call for the benefit of the prospect and for their personal gain in that order. You see, you really can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. Keeping this statement in mind is the third step in overcoming anxiety. Now let's look at the most important step in overcoming call reluctance. Based on personal experience and professional observation, I can say without any reservation that if you will follow these ideas, you will not be held back by procrastination or any other manifestation of call reluctance. There are few guarantees in life. What follows, however, comes as close to being a sure thing as most salespeople will ever experience. After I'd been in the world of professional selling for two and a half years, an experience with Mr. P.C. Merrill made a dramatic difference in my life. Mr. Merrill was a sales executive who had developed the training programs and set many of the sales records, and he was a marvelous role model. In a nutshell, Mr. Merrill convinced me that I really did have ability and worth. He persuaded me that I could, in fact, be a national sales champion. He also persuaded me that in order to realize my potential and stabilize my production, I needed to get on an organized program followed in a disciplined manner. 
He specifically suggested that regardless of what time I finished my work in the evening, I should make an appointment with myself to be calling on my first prospect at precisely the same time the next day. He emphasized that it really did not make that much difference, within reasonable limitations, what that time was. But I should follow through on that commitment despite any other little obstacles or interruptions that came my way. I recognize that this sounds like simplicity itself because that's exactly what success in life and success in selling is all about doing the little things that make the big difference. But for salespeople who are away from the direct supervision of management, lack of going to work at a regular time on a regular basis is one of the biggest reasons for failure. Organization, discipline, and commitment make for consistent, high-volume production. Please hear me on this key point. Get on a regular schedule and make an appointment with yourself to be face-to-face with a prospect at exactly the same time every day. On a personal note, let me add that when I did this the first time, out of an organization of over 7,000 people selling all over America, I placed number two for the year. Interestingly enough, I never placed in the top 20 a single week or a single month. But the reason I was number two for the year was because I never had a blank week. Following this procedure enabled me to be consistent in production. Later, following exactly the same procedure with an organization of over 3,000, I finished number one. I encourage you, start every day at the same time. It works. You may have experienced sometime in your career some of the pitfalls that Zig just mentioned. Hopefully you received a good idea or reminder of how to keep yourself at your peak performance. I am truly happy to have this opportunity to share with you some pearls of wisdom from Zig Ziglar. Want more good news? If you are still looking for that special gift for someone, it is not too late to give them the gift of hope. Share a book or audio series from Zig Ziglar and encourage someone today. Visit Ziglar.com and remember to live your life to your fullest. I'm Blake Lindsay, and you can count on me to be back next week with another inspiring podcast from Ziggler.com. I hope you're here for that. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance.